It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. The Vikings lose to the Bears. They drop to six and six. Plenty, and I mean plenty to discuss. We're breaking it all down. It's coming up next on the Locked On Vikings postgame. You are Locked On Vikings postcast, part of Locked On Minnesota on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Vikes, they lose a sloppy one. I guess we'll use that word for now, to say the least. Sloppy one at home on primetime to a Bears team, guys, that had lost 12 in a row to the NFC North. They do lose this one 12 to 10. That's your final score. What's happening, though, everyone? We got the three-man crew today. Myself, Luke Inman, at Luke underscore Spinman. That's Ron Johnson. He's on X, at three Ron Johnson. Host of the Ron Johnson Show right here on the Locked On Sports Minnesota Network. Luke Braun, of course, host of Locked On Vikings podcast each and every day. He's on X, at Luke Braun NFL. Before we jump into it, fellas, quick reminder, this episode is brought to us by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, boys, your Minnesota Vikings are now 6-6. Six and six. Tough one to watch on national television. They lose the turnover battle once again. Josh Dobbs, four interceptions. Same old story with this team, it feels like. Copy and paste, but lots to dissect and hit on from this one. We always start here, though, Luke. What's the headline read in tomorrow's paper? What's your biggest takeaway or two from what we just watched unfold? Well, I think we have a quarterback controversy in Minnesota. Mm. I mean, when we talked about the Dobbs thing after like the Saints game or even after last week against the Broncos, you go, okay, what's it going to take for the Vikings to stop riding this hot hand to think about going to Hall or maybe it would, I guess it would be Nick Mullins. He's, he was higher on the depth chart uh, with both of them healthy now. So what does it take for them to move away? And I, and I, I think the answer had to be, it had to be a catastrophe. You needed something where, you know, he throws like four interceptions, there's a bunch of turnovers, the offense. Well, this was that catastrophe. I know a couple of those picks weren't his fault. Uh, two of them very much were. And he also tried to throw a fifth one. Uh, and beyond that, the offense was completely dysfunctional in large part because things were too slow coming out. They were too slow in the air. They just like lofted that caused one of the interceptions missing Addison wide open downfield, throwing him out of bounds instead of leading him back into the field. I mean, the list of, of problems goes on and I don't know if they're all things you can chalk up to a eh, bad night. Right. And I, I don't even think we can make the he's new here excuse because that excuse didn't exist when he was putting up 24 on the saints and a half right? That excuse didn't exist. He did at least okay against the Broncos, a couple of issues, but he did at least some of the cool stuff that we've come to love him for. I mean, you, you ride the hot hand and I get that, but the hand is no longer hot. The hand is ice cold. So now we get two weeks to think about who should play against the Raiders in Vegas in December. 
Yeah, Ron, I mean, Luke's right. It feels like the Josh Dobbs honeymoon stage is officially over. But same question to start before we get into all the individual stuff. Just your top one or two biggest observations, kind of knee-jerk reactions. What stuck out the most in this one for you? Uh, that Luke Getze called a better game than Kevin O'Connell. Um, <laughs> when you look at keeping the ball on the line of scrimmage for a lot of his throws, uh, getting Justin Fields outside the pocket. I mean, I'll grant it, Justin Fields did not help himself out, but they did everything possible to not turn the ball over. They were throwing tunnel screens, jet screens. I mean, they were throwing screen after – I mean, I think the first four uh, third downs, that their third longs, were screen plays. And so they were just trying to figure out whether it was a running back screen out the backfield with additional blockers. Um, Lou Getze, I mean, as bad as I think he needs to be fired, um, he came into this game with a better game plan than Kevin O'Connell using – uh, his quarterback also understanding the zero blitz like hey it's gonna be zero blitz just sitting here for a little bit and somebody's gonna come wide open and every single time somebody came wide open uh, until towards the end when, when Brian Flores started dropping more uh, but when he was going zero blitz on a lot of those Justin Fields was tearing them up so I'm gonna say Luke Getz he came out and said look Kevin O'Connell your your quarterback my quarterback let's see who has a better game no, and, and yeah, let's just kind of echo that here, Luke. I mean, it felt like we asked this last week, but we'll do it again. I mean, who had the worst game tonight, Josh Dobbs or KOC? What's your two cents on that? I think it's Dobbs by a mile. The okay. play calls look <laughs> a lot better when your quarterback can execute them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I think a lot of that, I, I, I think O'Connell called the offense he always calls. I don't think he was calling like a truncated version of the offense. I actually hated the, the Bears game plan. I mean, you got... 12 points. You didn't score a touchdown in this game. I don't think that that worked offensively just felt like it did because they got four turnovers. Um, it, it like the perimeter screen stuff was getting blown up down the stretch and going all like that hard on it. I don't know. That felt like walking in kind of hoping that the Vikings would make enough mistakes to hand you the game. And I, I guess they got that bet because that did happen. But I, I think, I mean, Dobbs did ad, like, objectively poorly at just about everything he tried to do. Even the freebies, even the easy stuff screens were going long, right? The, the wide open busted coverages weren't, weren't linking up. Um, I, I think with O'Connell and we can talk about the, the end of gameplay calling, right? The, the three, the, the run, run stupid screen punt that gives the bears the ball back with two minutes and 36 seconds. Um, I mean, that disgusting thing for the third game in a row now, we can we can talk about that again, but it's very clear that O'Connell doesn't think it's wrong. That he just- yeah, and, and, and kind of devil's advocate, though. I mean, we talk about all the time, great coaches, maximizing players' unique skill set. And I'm not saying KOC isn't a great coach at times. He's definitely, I mean, the record speaks for itself. What is he, 19 and 10, I want to say, in his first, you know, 29 games. But where's the design runs? I think that's what a lot of pushback this week from for Vikings sure. fans is going to be. Where's the design rubs for Dobbs at minimum getting him outside the pocket, moving with his legs, which is clearly his best attribute roll them out maybe rpos why are we trying to turn him into a pocket passer all of a sudden two carries for 11 yards um and i think for 58 minutes of the game he only had one carry for about three yards uh, so does koc need to let dobbs play a little bit more i don't know street ball so to speak or is it more complex than that either you can take that one uh i mean yeah it's more complex than street ball uh street ball can only get you so far but i will say you're on to something and i said this over and over and over naked 
boot, whether mm-hmm. it's a naked boot to the right. I don't know how good he is because we, we hear Justin Fields loves to roll to his left and throw uh, back across his body because he's such an athlete. But I, I want to see if Josh Dobbs can do that. But I, even if he can't, roll him out to the right. Like even if you boot to the right, you give him an opportunity to run the ball right away if nothing's there and he's away from the rush. And then if they're spying him, he can kind of see where that secondary rush is coming from and then make a decision. It just felt like he was sitting in the pocket way too much. And so his first, his, I think his second interception, I don't even know, there's so many of them. But his second interception, he tried to throw the corner out. And then the almost interception that Luke was alluding to where he probably should have thrown five, um, he throws it out to the right to the hitch to hit TJ Hawkinson into like a cover two type look. And that's the time you go back to the corner route. And I think that's what was throwing him off was he threw the first interception or second interception on the corner. The next time when he should have went to the corner, he was spooked. He was like, I can't go back to this corner route. That can't happen. I know. And that's the problem. Like he's sitting in the pocket spooked and he's trying to take the easy route. But at the same time, they're like, look, we're in cover two. I'm going to back up just a little bit so I can maybe rob the corner. But if you want to go to Hawkinson, what he should have done was give the shoulder to Hawkinson and then go right over his head right now. He, he does not have that. Like, Kirk Cousins has that little, like, you don't have to do a pump. And, and and that's the big difference. And so for so long, we talked about, like, oh, like, we could do this without Kirk. We can, but then we're going to get this. And I think, again, this Bears defense, Kirk Cousins would have feasted on them oh because God, he would have yeah. been able to read this defense. And the moment Josh Dobbs finally calmed down on that drive to the T.J. Hawkinson touchdown, that's when he noticed the, the too high. And I think Kevin O'Connell maybe told him, hey, hey, it's too high here. So just wait for TJ Hawkinson to clear the middle, and then you're going to have him. You just got to put it on him. And you could see him kind of like watch it, though. He's staring the guy down. And I don't know how you get him out of that. I don't know if you can unteach him that. But every time he's staring down TJ Hawkinson, and that's why we're seeing either an interception, almost interception, or a batted ball. Like he's he's got to do it. And so to back to the open, to Luke's point, I don't know if anything else is in there. Like, I don't, I would rather honestly see Jaron Hall than I would Nick Mullins. Like, I don't know if Nick Mullins makes us happy. Mm-hmm. I think at least Jaron Hall gives us the same explosiveness of a Josh Dobbs, but then we saw him go five for six to open the game in his first start. So I, I agree. I think there should be a quarterback battle this week. Well, I mean, what, two weeks? Um, yeah. But I definitely think, but I do know, and this is what's crazy. And I don't know if he changes his mind. It's probably too late because he already told the player. He had already told the players, go. Like, I don't want to see you until next week. Like, he's giving them off. Like, there's usually that, you know, Wednesday, Thursday practice, and then you're off. He's like, look, you guys are just off. I'll see you guys, I think, what is it, next Sunday or Monday for check-in. So, I don't know if he changes his mind in the locker room. Like, oh, hell no, 12 to 10, y'all stay here. Like, screw this. We're practicing. We're doing a walkthrough on Monday. We're practicing on Wednesday, and then y'all can leave on Thursday. Um, but no, it's too late. I'm guaranteeing guys have already booked flights places and they were going to do what they're going to do. Um, so that's, it's a that's late. Pie. I think you got to just say like, go rest, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, but that's yeah. the problem is like in this situation, if I'm Jaron Hall, I'm not going anywhere. I'm, I'm getting to that facility. I'm going to mm-hmm. get some work in. I'm going to talk to KLC as much as possible. Cause I don't see why not. When you come back next week, give both of them reps with the ones and just see, like you have to go now off of feeling. How do I feel about the Bengals? Because we all thought the Bengals were a layup or the Raiders were a layup. I mean, hell, they couldn't beat the Bears. So now, like, these next two games actually look tougher than they did before. 
Yeah, if you're Jaron Hall, you're getting that janitor over there at TCO, an early Christmas <laughs> present. You're saying, leave me the keys, all right, because I'll lock everything down. I'm going to stay there from sunup till sundown. Luke, I want to give you just a last word on this because people in the comments section, again, they're just kind of miffed that Josh Dobbs was stuck in the pocket all game, ended with two carries for 11 yards, and just wasn't more mobile tonight. Yeah, I, I want to take another look at that because sometimes that has more to do with the defense than the offensive plan. I mean, at the end of the day, Josh Dobbs is the one with a brain connected to his legs. He wants to run, right. he can run. Um, but if he sees a check down and he'd rather go to that, that's typically what you're going to want to encourage, right? Um, but not having the design runs like like Ron talked about, I mean, when they did do that, that naked boot thing, it was a scramble for five, a scramble for seven, which are good first down plays. Um, or, I mean, look at what the Bears did with their mobile quarterback. This was a battle of two teams with quarterbacks who can run, and one team used theirs and one team did not. Uh, the Bears have gotten really creative with how they've run with, with Justin Fields and QB draws and sweeps and zone read stuff and all kinds of interesting stuff. And I know that the Vikings haven't really installed that, but it, that stuff, the blocking is a, like very much the same. It's zone blocking. You just have to get your quarterback to do the read, which Josh Dobbs is familiar with that. He ran zone read plenty in Arizona. So I, I think that is an element that that could save this whole thing. And while I am with Ron, I would rather see Hall than Mullins. I, I would imagine if that were the thing in, in, in the pipeline, he would have been active instead of Mullins tonight. Um, True. So I, I guess we just, we got to give up on that dream. Um, <laughs> but I, I will say this and maybe I'm overreacting. I, I think if you bench Dobbs at halftime, I think Mullins wins this game. Ooh. I think they, they should have taken him out. Yeah. It, it was very clear that he was not ready to play this game. His brain was totally out of it. He was spooked by interceptions. Once you start getting that, it's like, okay, you know what? Let it go. Start thinking about next week. Start thinking about the bye. Let's figure this out. But we need somebody who knows the playbook and had training camp to come in and just play point guard and do unspectacular quarterbacking. Maybe you can't run as much. Maybe you're not as cool on the improv, but you're not even doing the improv cool hero ball stuff. What are you here for? I don't know. Putting him back in in the second half and then turtling up. I think that ultimately lost us this game. Yeah, yeah. no, you're right. A lot of good points there by both of you. And I will say, I mean, it feels like it now, but gosh, you hope you don't get to the end of the year and look back on a game like this and say, man, that is a game we definitely should have won because that is not a good Bears team right now. And they just gifted the Vikings, despite their struggles on offense, so many freebies. I think at least four free third down conversions via penalty. I think the penalties ended up being seven to three, but for most of the game, it was all Bears. Vikings didn't have any penalties going into the second half. I want to keep diving into this one a little bit more, talk about some more individual performances from what you guys saw. But first, let's get a quick word in from our sponsors over at LinkedIn. Guys, don't forget this episode is brought to us by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. And you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why it's a must to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and 
for free. I've done it myself. Trust me when I say it's so easy to create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs to help you spread the word fast that you are hiring. Personally, my favorite part is all the simple tools they give you to make it so quick and easy, like screening questions that make it easier to focus on the candidates with just the right skill set, the right experience, so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster, post your job for free, at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Here's Luke Braun with a quick word from BetterHelp. Today's episode of the Locked On Vikings postcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is online therapy made easy. The way it works is you sign up, maybe you have to do a quick phone call with a with somebody and then uh, or fill out a questionnaire. And then you will get matched up with a therapist that they think is right for you. And hey, if you don't like that person, that is actually pretty normal to have to go through a couple of therapists until you find the right person for you. And BetterHelp can help facilitate that as well. Um, so BetterHelp is therapy online uh, from the comfort of your own home and whatever way you're comfortable with, whether it's video chat or a call or text or whatever. Uh, find the right Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off of your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOn. All right, what's the identity of this team right now? Just a weird year, man. What's the identity? Because during that winning streak, you win five in a row without JJ. You got the backup quarterback the last few weeks. There was some flirtations with like, maybe this is 2017 all over again. Watch out. Ron, what's the identity now, though, of this team struggling to move the ball, obviously, and has now dropped two in a row? Yeah, I mean, I don't really know. Um, that's the the problem. Like, it, <laughs> Nobody knows. Like, at, at one point, I mean, honestly, with Kirk Cousins, I think they had an identity. Like with Kirk Cousins, it was an offensive leg. Kirk Cousins team, they did just enough you know, top five offense, and then you have Brian Flores' defense that just needs to help hold teams to under whatever. There's no way Kirk Cousins today doesn't throw at least two touchdowns and doesn't fumble the ball or throw that many interceptions. Like, it, it just it, – it like, his ball is different, has a different trajectory. He understands the offense a little bit better. He's going to, like, move the defense around. Um, and, and it's just amazing me that, that, like, the way it all played out. So, identity-wise, honestly, like, if we're – this is a full-year – you know, whatever report card at this point now. And I'm going to say right now it's a Brian Flores led team. Like their identity mm, is yeah. in Brian Flores's defense. Like this is, this is a team that they have to pray their defense does what they do tonight, which is hold a team to basically nine points throughout the entire game. Um, and then they just happen to give up a last minute field goal, but Brian Flores's defense, uh, that's the identity. And the problem with the identity of that is it's real boom or bust. I mean, you see the sack fumbles, you see the, the, the the pressure on the quarterback. But when you get a guy like Justin Fields, you, you have to come up with a different game plan. Like even they pointed out on the telecast that the, the, the amount of times they didn't have a spy on Justin Fields was kind of mind boggling. Um, and then the amount of times that the guys didn't feel a guy release. Like if I'm block, 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 like the, the uh, Cole Komet big first down when he, hmm. uh, it was the zero blitz. You got to realize the tight end was blocking you and now he's gone somebody's got to stay with them. If all everybody can't get home, so somebody's got to continue 
to stay with him. He's he was a blocker for a minute and then he released. We're in zero, so there's nobody. I got to know that. Like this is the guy blocking me. Boom, he releases. I'm gonna go with him because now we're in man. Like so again, it hope they thought somebody would have got there sooner. But Justin Fields, honestly, man, he just kept backing up until he figured out where he can go with the ball, and that was the tough thing. So the identity to me right now is defense, which is that's kind of scary. I think that's fair. Luke, same question. Like, who is this team right now? Like, how are we supposed to feel as Vikings fans? Because we've been on the highest highs and the lowest lows all pretty much within the last three, four weeks. And it's just tough to grasp. Is this total fool's gold? Or do they still have a, a shot to get hot, chip in a chair, win a game in the playoffs? What do you think? <laughs> what gold? What yeah, gold right. can be Where fueled? Are we at they're, now? they're six and six, and they just <laughs> lost to gone. a team that is it's not gone. seriously uh, contending at all. First off, all right, you just showed the comment. I need Hank Lee in the chat to chill out a little bit. All right, he's saying season's over. Fire kind of O'Connell promote. Well, this for, is what I'm saying. Chill out right. a little bit. Chill out. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, there's still they're six and six. There's still five games left. They're in still in playoff position despite all of this. So they just need to go kind of toe to toe with everybody on their heels. Um, this season was always going to be determined by what happens in those last two games against the Lions. It was always going to come down to that. Looks like pretty unlikely that it doesn't come down to that. Um, but to your question about identity, what can this team do? I, they don't get to have their identity that they wanted coming in. That, that identity was downfield passing, Cousins to Jefferson, you know, explosive plays. They, they wanted their identity to be explosiveness with Jefferson and Addison and Hawkinson and Kirk Cousins lining up deep balls all day. You don't get that anymore. You don't have that guy anymore. Dobbs kind of gave them their own identity. Is all right, we'll just be the chaos team. We'll just kind of be the team that finds a way to scrap it out on fourth and seven and, and, and win weird games. But if he's not going to do that anymore, yeah, you've got to find a new offensive identity. And whether that is the BYU rollout thing that that you can do with Jaron Hall, whether it's whatever you think you can do with Nick Mullins, um, you've got to find it. And if you are going to stick with Josh Dobbs, you've got to find a way to make him himself again. He wasn't himself in this game. Maybe mm-hmm. he was just coached too much to to stay in the pocket and um, – you know, he, he just re- read things out too slowly or whatever. Maybe it had to do with the way the Bears were rushing. We're doing a good job of, of rushing with contain lanes. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, that's not going to be the last team who's good at that. So if you are going to keep Dobbs, you have to figure out what this offense is then. And you got to figure it out fast. Luckily, they're on a bye. They can get a little bit healthier, get JJ back, get uh, Caleb Evans back. Um, but you, you can't just go in assuming that everything is going to work out the same way it was with Kirk Cousins because you don't have Kirk Cousins. These guys aren't Kirk Cousins. And you bring up a good point. I want to ask you guys this and pick your brain because you, you talk about the offense, what it looks like, what the identity is. I think we all knew when Kirk Cousins went down, there would be even more pressure on the running game. What's your thoughts on the running game right now? It's been sluggish all year. We know that it feels like it's it's kind of warmed up the past two games, like lukewarm maybe, but the discuss- discussion has been what should the split be all week? You know, Madison Chandler 50-50. Madison 10 carries, 52 yards, 5.2 per. Chandler 4 carries, 8 yards, 2 yards per. Just didn't feel like they committed tonight, but just overall, the, the your thoughts on the running game, Luke? Uh, I mean, I, I thought Madison was definitely the better back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought he played well. Um, I thought he read things well. I thought he, he ran physically, you know, fall forward for that extra two yards. That adds up. Um, I, I think they were about even in the snap counts, uh, but whether or not those snaps are run and pass have a lot to a lot 
less to do with who's at running back. Like you're not trying to give them an even amount of carries. Like you're trying to figure out, all right, this is their look. This is their front. Let's run against this. Anytime you hear Josh Dobbs say can, can, there's a pretty good chance that he's switching from a pass to a run or vice versa. So like you don't have the control over the, like the run pass ratio that a lot of people think that they have. And, and you don't like making it 50%. I think it was Mike Leach said 50% run, 50% passes, 50% stupid. Um, so like, I wouldn't worry too much about the carry count. When they got their opportunities, what did they do with them? I thought Madison did a little bit more tonight, but I still kind of hold steady to my take that I think 50-50 in terms of snap counts about right for the flaws that Chandler has in pass pro and, and some of the inconsistencies and the, and the lack of burst that Madison has. I think it about evens out. None of these guys are good. I, you need a running back real bad in the offseason, but for now, these guys are about as bad as each other. Uh, Ron, how much, how desperate are they to get a consistent run game now that we know Kirk Cousins ain't coming back? And no matter who's that quarterback, that quarterback is going to need some sort of consistent run game. Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw Adrian Peterson was at the game. I did, um, yeah. Robert Smith and Chuck Foreman. I'm mm. pretty sure the Vikings <laughs> at halftime had all three of them work out uh, for the team. <laughs> um, no, God, so- what, what a disaster to wear your classic uniforms and then show those three guys that game. Right. Uh, but when you look at um, this run game, this is what I'll say. Alexander Madison did look better tonight. Like he was jump cutting. He was actually, you know, breaking tackles. He didn't try to go backwards. Some of the ones, the negative runs weren't his fault. Um, you know, guys were just missing blocks. Linebackers for the Bears were just reading perfectly. They were, they were all over it. Um, to the Madison, and we talked about this in the pregame show, to the Madison versus Ty Chandler, the problem is, Ty Chandler is not a great pickup blocker as far as the blitz protection or just protection period. Um, Alexander Madison is, which I don't remember what play it was. I think it was the, one of the throws to Hawkinson, but uh, 53 was coming up and Madison stonewalled him and actually moved him back two yards, uh, giving Josh Dobbs a better pocket. And so when you see that, you don't want to tip your hand and say, all right, Chandler, you're in. Look, we're going to run the ball. All right, Chandler, you're out. We're going to pass the ball. Like that's that's kind of the fundamental issues they're having is – they want to balance, and I think Luke hit it. You you want to balance the two with a snap count, but then you don't want to give your hand away and say, well, we're just going to run whenever Chandler's in, we're going to pass when Madison is. So I think that's what they were trying to do. It's like a chess match. They were trying to give Madison the ball more. They were trying to make teams think, okay, when Chandler's in, he's going to run. Uh, let's pass the ball now. I don't think that's the answer because, honestly, nobody cares about Ty Chandler. It's not like they're watching film like, oh, he's in. We got to stop 32. Like, he's not a big enough deal yet to even worry about that. And I think even that was overthought. It felt like they were trying to balance out 50-50 for plays. Um, But from a carry standpoint, Madison, you know, he did a good job tonight. And so, you know, 50-something yards, I mean, if that's all we're going to get out of him, that's all we're going to get. But but at the end of the day, if you do want to see a 100-yard game, you got to give somebody 20-plus carries. And they haven't – they don't want to do that at all. So – which is probably why they let Dalvin Cook go. They're just like, look, we're not going to run the ball. We're we're gonna we're gonna. It's not a. Them. It's never been a priority for O'Connor. No, right. they're gonna. Mister Analytics, it's not going to be a priority for him. Like either. the Chiefs, you know, they're going to try to draft a guy like Pacheco, and then they're going to try to find a guy like Jet McKinnon. You know, the, I think that's going to be KLC. No matter, I don't know yeah. how long he'll be here, but that's going to be his role moving forward. He's going to try to find veteran running backs that can just come in and and try to get lucky in the draft and uh, get a guy like Gainwell or Pacheco or something where everybody's like, who is this guy? Um, I think that's the that's that's kind of where I'm looking at with those two. Yeah, well said. A couple more quickies to close. I got two more here. We're going to look at the remaining schedule, see what it all looks like coming up right after I tell you about prize picks. 
Quick reminder, tonight's postcast brought to us by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is without a doubt the most fun I've had playing Daily Fantasy because you can win up to 25 times your money this football season. Why I love it, because it's so easy to play. All you got to do is select two or more players and pick more or less than the projected stats on any given night. And now you can even cross sports and pick multiple players in different sports altogether. That's just another reason why Prize Picks is the funnest way to play daily fantasy. Plus, Prize Picks now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account all season long. And with Prize Picks reboot policy, your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. So in any NFL game or college football matchup, if your player gets hurt in the first half, let's say, and doesn't return, that player gets rebooted on your bet slip. That makes Prize Picks the only daily fantasy platform around that offers you injury insurance to give you that extra peace of mind. Right now, go to prizepicks.com slash NFL. Use code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's promo code LOCKEDONNFL at prizepicks.com slash LOCKEDONNFL. 100% bonus match up to $100. Um, Luke... We talked all morning, football party, which, by the way, go check out that episode right after yes. this. Huge focus was going to be on containing Justin Fields. Uh, Ron mentioned the identity of this team as now it's a Brian Flores-led football team. Tough to sure, argue yeah. right now. Six games It was a great out of game seven. for the defense, yeah. Yeah, six game out of seven. They've held opponents under 22 points. Can't really get mad at a defense that gives up 12 points, but frustrating, obviously, when you lose no matter what. Were you frustrated at all? what Ron kind of brought up as far as just the defensive calls, maybe letting your foot off the gas a little bit, so to speak. And I know we got to go back and watch the all 22 later this week, but at the end with Justin Fields, it just seems so easy. I guess those free yards at the end. Yeah. I'm not going to kill it too much because okay. the Vikings asked way too much of their defense in this whole game. Yeah. Right. I mean, with the four turnovers, there were the, the, the uh, off of the four turnovers, the bears got three points. That's, pretty crazy right insane um so i like on the whole you you have to say that the defense had a really really good game i mean what a game for josh metellus oh my goodness mm -hmm. um the defense played really really well and yeah you can go drive to drive and say yeah well maybe i kind of wish he set the heat a little bit more against justin fields and i'm sympathetic to that but it's kind of a drop in the bucket so I, you, you can have that I, I think rush. Th this is the second game now where there's been a two minute drill. It's like both these games were exactly the same. And by the way, eight quarters, one touchdown. That was a uh, Will Raggis tweet. Eight Courtland quarters, Sutton. one touchdown allowed. That's that good. Cortland Sutton one. Um, so this defense is absolutely humming. And I, I'm sorry, we have a sack of potatoes at quarterback right now. Um, so the Vikings are losing those games. That's really, really frustrating. But yeah, like like Ron said, it, it's it it is boomer bust to live that way. But I also don't necessarily think you have to be a team that well we're a defensive team and we have and, and therefore we have a bad offense. Like that's two separate sides of the ball. And there's is complementary football. They affect field position and whatnot. But I don't know, man. Um, how about the offense gets its crap together and the way right. the defense was Just playing get a first down, man. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of part of my, my Nick Mullins take. I mean, yeah. how I many times it. did they go three and out? I'll go count them up real quick. But I mean, how many times did they go three and out or three or four plays and, and a turnover? That's, that's just a bad unit. That's playing bad. That's not an identity that suck. 
Yeah, I <laughs> know with about your job. No, you're right. You're totally right. I know with about six minutes left in the third quarter, they were 0 for 6 on third downs. Um, I know we got only a couple more minutes before we got to get out of here. I want to ask you, entering the bye week now, again, weird year, 6-6, six and six, tough loss tonight. Uh, you know, it's kind of still pretty muddy. We'll know a lot more what this NFC North race, the wild card, what all that looks like in a couple weeks. But before we get there, how needed is this week of rest for this team with the late buy in week 12? And do you like the late buy if you're a player? Obviously, we don't know. We've never played the game, but I'm just curious. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, my understanding is that they do not like the late buy. They want okay. a nice middle. Um, okay. that, you know, you want to be able to kind of go eight or nine games and then a buy and then eight or nine games. Cause these stretches of, I mean, they just played 12 games in a row, including some short weeks and, uh, you know, some really, really physical contests against physical teams like Philadelphia and San Francisco. Uh, yeah, they're bumped and bruised and everybody's going to be not necessarily playing their best. Um, I think the buy is definitely a week or two too late for what the Vikings. I think the Vikings could have used a buy before. I think if they had a buy before, then I don't necessarily think they play Justin Jefferson the same way. That extra week of rest was very tempting, right? But I mean, look, if you had the bye this time, then you get that extra week of rest and then you probably were able to play against the Bears uh, and you would have had him, you know, a week earlier now. But yeah, I, I, I don't, I think this, this was bad for the Vikings and, and everybody knows it's bad when you get the week 13 bye. Yeah, agreed. So we got bye week, Huge, need it badly. At Raiders, at Cincy, Detroit at home, Green Bay at home, at Detroit. Uh, so quarterback-wise, that's rookie Aiden O'Connell, Jake Browning for the Bengals now that, the, now that Joe Burrow's hurt, obviously, who I thought actually looked fine if you watch that Steelers-Bengals game. He looked fine. He looked in command of the offense. That's a tough Steelers defense, but Goff twice, love again. Uh, when you hear that schedule, where we sit now at 6-6, six and six, what's just the first thing that comes to your mind? I think if you take the non-Lions games, the the Raiders, Bengals, Packers, like you have to go like three and zero or zero and three in those for it not to just come down to Detroit. Kind of just feels like it's yeah. coming down to Detroit. But I hate the schedule game. We we talked it's about tough. this after the Packers game uh, when Kirk Cousins went down. We were like, yeah, but you know, Falcons, Saints, Broncos, Bears. And they went two and two. This is why I hate going <laughs> too far ahead in the schedule because four weeks ago the Broncos looked like a freebie. They do not anymore, right? Four weeks ago, the Bears looked like another freebie. Well, guess what? L, you take it one week at a time. How about the bye? And how about don't fall apart against Aiden O'Connell and the Raiders? Go win a road game. Keep your season alive. But I think if they don't make serious changes to the way that they are approaching the game, both situationally and personnel-wise, and then just like overall game plan, I think if they don't use this bye to make real wholesale changes to the offense, I don't really see how the Vikings are competitive in the wildcard race in January. Yeah, well said. All right, last one real quick. I mean, just a bevy of injuries. Every team has injuries. It's part of the game. But Cam Akers, Marcus Davenport's played like one and a half games. Dean Laurie, Caleb Evans was supposed to be back. So a lot of kind of fresh blood has been out on the field. Which player has surprised you in a good way so far, offense or defense? You can't say Josh Metellus because that guy just <laughs> looks like easy, a bona fide huh? pro bowler at this point. But just from preseason expectations to now, week 12 in the books, who's kind of surprised you in a good way? should probably shout out, shout out uh, Brandon Powell, who had a really yeah. nice game. A couple of big plays, that really cool fade ball. Um, might not be as needed here from here on out with JJ coming back, but acquitted himself well, stepped up when he was needed. Maybe, who knows, right? Guys don't stop getting hurt just because you've had a lot of them, so they might need them again. 
Yep, well said. Absolutely. Vikes lose a tough one to the Bears, 12-10, to move to 6-6 six and six on the year. Rest assured, we're going to be back breaking it all down all week right here on the Locked On Sports Minnesota channel. The Ron Johnson Show on Ron Johnson Show tomorrow. That's every Tuesday. Luke Braun every day on the Locked On Vikings podcast. You got myself, Sam Ekstrom, Arif Hassan football party this Thursday. Huge shout out to everyone who joined us as always in the chat tonight. And another reminder, make sure you like and subscribe to the channel so you catch all our shows. That'll do it for us tonight, though. Follow us on X at Luke underscore Spinman at three Ron Johnson at Luke Braun NFL for the Ron and the two Lukes. Until next time, signing out. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.